In an overcrowded graveyard, the scream will rise. The Ghoulmates presents Not Another Spooky Podcast. Happy Hocus Pocus 2 release day, Ghoulsters. Welcome back to Not Another Spooky Podcast, where I'm your ghost hostess, Mandy Spooks, and you, my listeners and community, are the co-hosts. On this show, we fan ghoul over spooky pop culture and learn from it too. If you have always loved Halloween, horror, true crime, ghosts, or basically anything spooky, then you have found your spooky oasis. It may be Hocus Pocus release day, but today we are grave digging into another nostalgic release that came out earlier this week and has proven to be just as controversial as Rob Zombie's previous work. Dun, 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 dun. The Monsters. And look, I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, this is going to be a very fair and generous review if I do say so myself. I have never seen such contrasting notes come through from you guys on our co-host submission, so it was a little wild. But above anything, I just want to remind you guys, we are here today to fan goal and have fun. Yes, it will be impossible for me not to make snarky remarks about Cherry Moon, despite how much I love Rob Zombie for his loyalty. But at the end of the day, it is all love. I recently worked on a Spookworm Club bonus episode about a book I didn't like, and I decided to try giving it a go. But I honestly realized, you know, sitting here and ranting about how much I hate something isn't productive at all. That's not what you all come here to listen to me do. The whole show is centered around fangoling, which is so much better than being a negative Nancy, honestly. So with that being said, if you've trickled into this spooky oasis thinking I'm going to bash Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie, (laughs) sorry to disappoint you, but I will objectively share where I thought the movie did well and where I thought there was room for improvement. But before we unpack all of that, let's get through some news and updates. Haunted Housekeeping. I am very excited to share that our first set of Goldster Mail to paid subscribers went out this week. So if you are a supporter of the show, keep an eye out for your Spookworm Club merch in the mail. If you want to get some fun Goldster Mail, you can subscribe to the link in the show notes for only $4.99 a month and unlock bonus episodes from yours truly. I also want to make take a moment to invite everyone to our Discord server where you can connect with Goldsters all over the world who are sharing their daily updates on how they are keeping the spook alive. You can also find the link to the server in our show notes. And speaking of Keeping the Spook Alive, I thought we could share a cup of brew and talk about how we're keeping the spook alive this week. So today I'm drinking a plain old iced Americano because I could use the caffeine boost if I'm being honest. This weekend was honestly such a great kickoff to the fall season. Honestly, it's not spooky, but Master and I went to Oktoberfest on Friday and then on Saturday we went to a cider fest. I'm still so giddy about it. I had never been to a cider fest before and it was so much fun. I didn't know what to expect or if it would be fun, but now I'm wishing there were more cider fests throughout the season because it was a vibe. It was so cool because they had a cider tasting area where you could sample all the alcoholic ciders and they had seasonal ones like pumpkin cider. And guys, let me just say pumpkin cider is where it's at. I will never have another pumpkin beer as long as I live. Okay, I'm kidding. That was obviously a lie, but you guys do need to try a 
pumpkin cider like stat. <laughs> and I feel like this week's festivities are short, but I think that's all I've got for you other than the obvious watching the Munsters. There is a project I've been working on behind the scenes that I think you guys are going to like, but I can't share much yet. So for now, I will just say stay tuned. <laughs> Let's see how some of you are keeping the spook alive. So our gato, my familiar flopsker, said he ate a bowl of corn candy and watched Barbarian and smile. Wow, he got sneak peek access to two spooky movies. I will just let you guys know that he rated them as like a thumbs up on his Instagram stories. So that means that they are actually really good horror movies because he is a pretty hard critic and that's all I'm going to say. So if he posted that it was good, I believe that it was actually really good. Okay, and then Lalik said, the Hubs and I are going to Not Scary Farm. It's been a long time coming, end quote. Oh, that is so fun. I have never been to Knott's Berry Farm like any time of the year, but I did see their merch this year, and it's super cute. I hope you get like whatever their style of spirit jerseys are called because they had like the cool little not scary farm written in the little like dog bones and it was so cute I wished I could get one okay and then happy haunte z said decorating and spooky diy projects end quote <laughs> guys liz from happy haunts is like the queen of diy projects with kids so if you're not following her and you have little monsters she is the account to follow and then Linda Audrey said, going to a corn maze and haunted house this weekend, end quote. Dang, girl, you are fitting in two very Halloween-centric things in the first weekend of October. You go ghoul. Samantha ESP said, making a list of snacks for Hocus Pocus watch party and wearing Hocus Pocus purse out, end quote. Oh, that is so awesome. Oh my gosh, you guys, I just got my pre-order Hocus Pocus bag from Box Lunch, finally, and it is so magical. I might have already posted a reel about it on Instagram, but it's a total vibe. I kind of liked it a little better than the normal lounge fly bags because it was a little wider and it has a big like opening. You can actually like open the zipper part. And yeah, sorry. I just wanted to take that opportunity to share that the Hocus Pocus box lunch bag specifically is a vibe because I'm not the biggest fan of lounge fly designs. But I'm glad you're wearing your bag out. I don't know which one you have. Okay. Loving Mally said, wearing my spooky earrings every day to work and slowly taking out my classroom decor, end quote. End quote. Oh, that is so awesome. I love that feeling of getting to wear different earrings to work every day during the season. And I really miss that part of going into the office, to be honest. Okay. Wild Rose 01 said, working on my twins costumes. It's a big one this year. I always start early, end quote. Ooh, I want to know what the big costume idea is this year. You got to let us know. Okay, there she glows again, said, got a new a new pumpkin Mickey pop socket, end quote. Hey, it is the little things. Sometimes that's all it takes to make you, your heart really happy. All right, VRose23 said, planning on baking spooky cupcakes, end quote. Ooh, can we have some? <laughs> All right. If you want to keep up with how Master and I are keeping the spook alive every day, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Ghoul Mates. And my favorite place to fan ghoul at Not Another Spooky Podcast on Instagram. All right. So this movie came out this Tuesday. So this episode was a quick turnaround, Ghoulsters. So I'm going to skip our learning sesh for today and get right into the review of The Munsters. And then after, I will react to your thoughts and the movie. Your thoughts on the movie. My bad. <laughs> okay, so The Monsters was released on September 27th, 2022. It was written and directed by Rob Zombie. And it looks like this movie is so new, IMDb didn't write a summary. And now I actually have to do the hard work. How dare they? 
<laughs> so the gist of this movie is that it is an origin story slash prequel to the Munsters TV series we have all come to know and love. It's basically how Herman was made and how he and Lily got together and ended up at 1313 Mockingbird Lane. And the reason I titled this spoiler free is because there isn't any spoilers to share. Honestly, like we all know how this movie's going to end, obviously. So Cassandra Peterson played Barbara Carr. We all know who Cassandra Peterson is. Sherry Moon Zombie played Lily, of course. Jeff Daniel Phillips played Herman. Richard Brake played Dr. Henry Augustus Wolfgang. And Daniel Roebuck played The Count. So I feel like these are all pretty obvious fun facts, but they're still pretty cool to commemorate what this movie really meant to Rob Zombie. So this is his film that this is his first film that is not rated R. Rob and his wife, Sherry, love the monsters, the monsters. Who am I? I am a monster. They love the monsters. Rob loves them so much. His hit song, Dragula, is named after Grandpa Munster's race car. This is the first ever Munsters movie or show to not feature Eddie Munster. And the teaser trailer is a shot-by-shot remake of the Munsters 1964 title sequence. I actually did not catch that. So now I want to like go back and rewatch them side by side to see if it's actually accurate. (laughs) So as I saw some of your responses come through, I quickly learned that I am nowhere near as familiar with the Munsters as some of you are. I have always been more well-versed with the Adams Family, but Master has taught me more about the Munsters, and we saw maybe the first two seasons together, and I instantly fell in love with Lily. I mean, hello, the purple dress and the bat necklace. It was a Mandy Spooks match made in heaven. But I wouldn't say I'm super familiar with the entire series and all the details that some of you seem to be. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I had very low expectations for this film. You guys know me. I am the hype queen of spooky things. I'm always like, oh my God, this is coming this many days, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as I saw the trailer for this, I went radio silent about it in case anyone did not realize that. I think I just, I don't know. I honestly saw it and I thought I might actually hate this movie. (laughs) Um, and I don't know, I was just really nervous about it. And I didn't want to be put in a situation where I had to say that because as I mentioned earlier, there's nothing productive about bashing something because someone else might enjoy it. Everyone's taste is different. And I'd rather spend my time fangoling. Even this episode, I was so worried that the movie was going to suck and I wouldn't have it in me to do an episode on it. And that was why I didn't like announce officially with more time, like we're doing a Munsters episode because I needed to like see it to know Can I put my energy into this? But we pulled it together last minute, guys. Okay, anyway, I think my low expectations really helped me go into this film with an open mind more so than if I had seen a trailer and been like, oh my God, yes, this is going to be so good. So my genuine, honest opinion of the movie is I think the movie is basically just a Rob Zombie fan fiction. And look, I know that probably sounds like a jab, but it isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think you can clearly tell how much everyone, how much fun everyone had making this film. But I think Rob might have gotten so wrapped up in how awesome everything looked that he forgot to focus on the storytelling aspect of the film. I thought it looked absolutely spooktacular, like the color was done so well. It was my absolute favorite thing about the movie. I am not a fan of the current trend in cinematography where everything is super faded, low contrast, and low saturation. You 
can see that style in the new uh, HBO version of Pretty Little Liars and the Terrifier 2 trailer. And it's just not my jam. So to see something this vibrant and hypersaturated came with like a very breath of fresh air for me because you guys we live in a world where we have cameras that shoot up to 12k why do we want to live in a world where color is like not celebrated and non-existent I want to see all the colors that's what makes life so beautiful and on top of that I thought the sets and costumes were phenomenal I constantly found myself seeing little spooky details and I feel like this is going to be one of those movies where every time I see it I notice something new in the background But I'm not going to lie. Did I enjoy this movie? Yes. But is it the best movie ever? Not by any means. I personally couldn't get past Sherry's acting. And I'm not a Rob and Sherry hater. I love their relationship. In fact, Rob wrote Halloween and Sherry was in it. And I actually thought that reboot was pretty decent. Yes, it was a lot. (laughs) But it was well thought out. And her acting didn't stick out like a sore thumb to me. I feel like they might have been so excited about this movie. It didn't let them look at it objectively. I personally, I personally felt like she wasn't sure how to act, but was also overacting all at the same time. They've started to release some behind the scenes clips now that the movie's out. And I feel like she's so much more realistic and likable in those clips. And I wish she had been a bit more confident to bring some of herself into the role in that way, because she's obviously a spooky girl and she's married to a spooky dude. So I feel like the best advice I could have given her, you know, me with all my professional acting experience would have just been to like kind of just be herself and have fun with the role versus like overthinking all of it and like over exaggerating everything. I think it would have really come through nicely. But opposite of her, we also had Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman. And I think he did a phenomenal job. I feel like he really gave a new life to Herman's character without looking like he was copying anything and just like really embracing a new version of him. And he just really made you forget that it was just a normal human actor under all of that makeup. And one of Master's biggest gripes about him, though, was that he was super confident here. And in the show, he was very neurotic, unsure of himself and clumsy because of his size. But I actually feel like the way the characters behaved was pretty thought out because they're much younger and obviously different from what we see in the show. I mean... Even I'm not the same person I was five years ago or the same person I was when Master and I met. So to me, it makes sense that possibly their age and having kids made them different from where the, from the way they were when they first met. I don't know. That makes sense to me. And I have a few more thoughts, but I think they'll pretty much come through when I react to your responses. So let's get into the positive first. What did Ghoulsters like about this film? So I did specifically reach out to two ghouls who I thought would be so down to share their thoughts in case you all didn't have enough time to watch it on my short turnaround time. So Sam from Toil and Trouble said, I really love how they did the lighting. It's contrasty like the OG, but instead of black and white, they used vibrant colors. I freaking love that. Also dig the way they edited to feel super cheesy 60s style. I also like the modern updates they added. I'm not hugely versed with the source material, but I love how they spun Herman as a rock star comedian and Lily as a punk fan, end quote. So obviously you guys know I completely agree with all of these things that Sam mentioned, especially the colors part. I thought it was really nice how she described that the black and white contrast was kind of like translated very well with the amount of like vibrant colors and contrast in the color. So I thought that was a great note. I also agree that I love the super cheesy 60s style. I think 
that is what makes it very difficult to decipher whether or not it was actually written well. Because for me, when you watch the monsters, like you're not expecting like a really masterpiece <laughs> of story, honestly. Like I'm just expecting to watch it, have some spooky fun, enjoy it, not really expect much to be honest but at the same time there's like a very thin line there where it's like is it telling a story and is it I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to tell you guys but what I'm trying to say is like yes you can be super cheesy and campy and have all these fun vibes mixed in but you could also incorporate some storytelling cohesiveness in my opinion which we're gonna get into more at some point I also personally loved Herman's band I loved like his other bandmates too I thought that they were really cool so I yeah I was over the moon about those scenes honestly nerd squish said I absolutely loved it and immediately need another the sets are absolutely gorgeous the colors and neon lights are beautiful the makeup and costumes are amazing Jeff Daniel Phillips was absolutely fantastic as Herman he couldn't have been more perfect I also really enjoyed Daniel Roebuck as grandpa is the movie silly yes but it's perfectly silly as a monster kid that loves cheese camp and the original series it was a blast to watch my only complaint is that I want more of the monsters in their new environment in California I hope to see more of Rob Zombie's monsters in the future, end quote. I love this because I can just feel how happy Tracy was after watching this movie. Um, I agree with everything she said. You know, I think this is going to be a very unpopular opinion because I think this is the one thing everyone else agrees on. But for me personally, Grandpa's character didn't stick out for me in the movie I know, I do believe he had like the best makeup. Hands down, his makeup was flawless, especially the coloring on him. Like I could not get over how beautiful the color was on him. Like they nailed that tone so perfectly. But for me, I didn't like come out of the movie thinking like, oh my God, grandpa was the best. For me, that feeling came with Herman because I just thought he, he just like completely reimagined Herman in a way that like nobody else saw him. And it just... I fell in love with Herman the way Lily felt like that was me with the little hearts. <laughs> so, yeah, I wouldn't say he was bad as grandpa. I just to me, he wasn't like the showstopper. Uh, let's see. What else did she say? OK, the whole new environment in California. So Master also mentioned this to me and he was like, they spent so much money on that freaking set for the house. And they only showed it at the end. Like, I wish they would have shown more of that. And I think for me. First of all, my hope, like Tracy, is immediately need another. Yes, I agree. And I think that Rob Zombie did this with the intention of hoping that it gets picked up to be maybe an ongoing series or maybe more movies. And that's kind of like where they're leaving room for that. But at the same time, we've all seen that story. That's what the whole show is, is them living in that house and on Mockingbird Lane. So for me, it made sense that that's kind of just like the happy ending. Like this movie was supposed to show us everything that happens leading up to them getting there. And yes, I would love to see more of it in another movie. But I personally understood why it happened that way. Like we know that story. We're here to learn about the origin of that story. Anyway, I'm going on a rant. Okay, so Argato said costumes, makeup and the sets, end quote. Yeah, definitely agree. Because <laughs> because I feel like I haven't talked about it a lot, the costumes. Guys, at first I was very unsure about how I felt about Lily the first time I saw her because 
I love the original dress. Like, it is so iconic. But I thought they did an amazing job of kind of, like, reinventing the costumes, but still keeping their original, I guess, the integrity of the original costumes. I absolutely loved it. I have no complaints other than I didn't really love the reinvention of the bat necklace, <laughs> but that's just me nitpicking. I really thought costumes were phenomenal. Makeup, again, I mentioned like grandpa's makeup was flawless, but across the board, I have seen some reviews that have talked about like how bad the CGI and makeup was, and I don't agree with that at all. Like I thought they did a very good job on that, especially for how much color and like just how close up some of those shots were. Okay, cool with the curl said. I love how campy and cheesy it was. I really enjoyed it, end quote. Yeah, that I think that's what everybody loves about the Munsters, right? Like the camp, the cheese, it's just feel good. Like you turn it on, you don't have to think, you just enjoy the punniness of it, at least for me, because you guys know me, I love a good pun. I don't even know if there were puns, but there were a lot of like corny jokes that were totally obviously written by me. <laughs> okay, and then a few of you did mention that you loved that Cassandra Peterson, aka Elvira, was in it, which I also thought she did a great job. Not once did I watch that and think like, that's Elvira. And I think that is what I mean. I'm sorry, I'm going to still bring this up more times, I'm sure. That's what I mean about watching Lily's character. I was so aware that that wasn't Lily, that that was Sherry under all of that makeup. And when you saw Cassandra Peterson's character like at no point did you keep thinking like that's Elvira like you weren't fully aware of it the whole time like the first time she came on you were like oh yes that's Elvira but then after that you totally embraced the character she was playing in the movie and forgot that that was Elvira so I think that's the point I was trying to come across and of course she did a great job at it I really loved her character Go With The Curl said, I think this was just a nice additional origin story to the original show. We shouldn't be a hard critic. It was good and brought the feels of when I watched the show growing up, end quote. Yes, I absolutely love that she mentioned the origin story to the original show. I actually really loved this whole prequel idea because I always watch the Munsters and stuff, right? But I'm always like, do we ever get to know why? Like, they're monsters. <laughs> and I don't know if that is something that the original show does touch on. But for me, it was, like, really nice having an origin story to seeing, like, how Herman was brought to brought back to life and how Lily got with him and seeing, like, kind of her struggles of how, like, Grandpa wanted her to be with, like, a specific kind of person and that's not what she wanted. Like, it was really nice because you never really stop and think about, like, the character's history. So I really enjoyed that element of the movie as well. Uh, before we move on to our favorite scenes, I did want to take a moment to acknowledge the not-so-good things about the film. So Flopsker said, maybe I'm missing something, but why was he a stand-up comedian then in a band, LOL, end quote. Yeah, I I feel like maybe that was his friend's attempt to him like making more money, like they wanted to kind of like exploit him in a way, but they also loved him. I think that was my interpretation of that part, but I'm not going to lie, I do think there are some plot holes because to me, the part I couldn't get past in the storytelling was like, why the heck did him signing that paper give away the castle? Like, did I miss something? Did I like, I don't understand where I went wrong and where I missed such a big part of the movie, but like he didn't own the castle. So how did he give it away? I don't understand. Make it make sense. <laughs> All right. Toil and Trouble said, I wish it were cut a little tighter with faster edits. End quote. 
Yes, I agree with this one. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have spoken. I have been like surveying everyone I can because I just want to know like I just love I think it's fascinating that this movie is like so split across the board like you either love it or hate it and I want to understand why so regarding the tighter edits I completely agree I think one of my biggest gripes with the movie when I said no spoilers it is a little bit that one is a little bit of a jab because as I was watching the movie I was like there were no surprises in this like absolutely zero. We saw pretty much a clip from like every scene in that trailer. And I didn't like that because I like to be surprised. Like I would have loved if they had marketed this and we had not known it was a prequel. Like I would have absolutely loved to go into this and been surprised by the fact like, oh my God, it's a prequel and we're learning how he was made. And the wedding scene, like I could have done without knowing that that was gonna happen going into the film. And I think a lot of that comes down to like a the storytelling and the editing, because everyone I have talked to has said that it felt unnecessarily long. In fact, I know two people, I'm not going to call out anyone, but I know two people who were like, yeah, I'm going to watch it, started it, stopped literally at the at the halfway point. I think it's right around where they get married and then never went back to finish watching it. And yet they said Those two people agreed that like they were like, oh, it's not the worst movie ever. I enjoyed it. But also they never felt the need to go back to it. And I think that's why, because like, A, we already know what happens. And that first half felt so draggy that it it honestly felt like its own movie. So it's like the two different hours are like standalone as two different films, in my opinion. And they could have been condensed and a lot faster paced to make it a much more like exciting thing. And another thing I heard, too, from a lot of people was that it felt like there were a lot of awkward pauses after like jokes were delivered, almost like it was missing the laugh track. So that also made a lot of sense to me. And I think if we would have either like tightened that up or added the laugh track, it would have helped a lot. And I don't even know why they didn't move forward with the laugh track, because they went that direction so hard as far as like making it cheesy and 60 style. They might as well have just added the laugh track. I almost wonder if the reason it doesn't have the laugh track is if because maybe Universal didn't approve it, like maybe they shot it with that intention and then it was turned down because something I learned from Sam from Toil and Trouble was that the reason why Rob Zombie didn't make this film in black and white, which he actually really wanted to, to him he was like, it's not a monsters film unless it's black and white, but Universal wouldn't give it the green light. Like they would absolutely not allow it and so his solution to the black and white was the hypersaturated colors to really like make it very like um I guess like dreamy euphoric uh surreal and now that I'm thinking through this I really wonder if that laugh track was part of the things that didn't get a green uh a go because it to me it just looks like you could throw the laugh track on there and it's already ready to go all right we're spending a lot of time on that anyway uh go with the curl said the only thing would be lily's coloring i remember her having a hint of green end quote i honestly okay so i could be wrong on this i should have double checked with master before i started but i believe the hint of green back then was needed for it to show up correctly like contrast wise in black and white I will double check on that. If I am wrong, I will make a correction on next week's episode. (laughs) Okay. Wild Rose 01 said, I liked it, but I didn't love it. The first few minutes, I kind of got bored, end quote. 
that is understandable. I think that goes back to what I was saying. Like, definitely, it was a little slow. And I think also, as people who are really excited about this film, I think we were watching it and also thinking like, okay, what route is this really going to go? Because I think deep down, everybody knew this is either going to suck or or I'm going to love it. Or maybe it was in between. I think that's how a lot of us are also feeling too. Yana Loves Minchie said... It didn't have the same feeling as the original. It didn't bridge Campy and Kitsch together, end quote. Okay, if you guys have not gathered, Master was not a fan of this film. Um, and I think that this remark really just like hits home on how he felt about this film. And if you guys are interested in hearing like a true, like honest, un, what's the word? unfiltered review of this movie from master let me know i just didn't want like i said i didn't want to bring in a lot of negativity he wasn't like mean about it but he wasn't excited about it which was so surprising to me because he's the one who showed me this tv show he's the one who loves these characters and i was like did we watch the same movie because i was like so like i had all of these like lovey feelings after the film like i enjoyed it i was like oh that was such a fun watch for spooky people and he did not have that same reaction and i think he feels exactly the way yana felt like he was talking about how it just missed so many opportunities in the storytelling to really like make you fall in love with their relationship like, there was never a struggle between them. Uh, he also mentioned that, like, they never really cleared up, like, why. Not not the why, but, like, they never really made the grandpa fall in love more with Herman because he was so, like, against him in the beginning. And I, I kind of get that. And I think that's exactly what Yana is getting at. I'm sorry I'm struggling for words. I'm just trying to figure out like how to put it into words for you guys in a, in a nice way. But I think she really got it right. Like to Rudy, he saw this and he thought like, did Rob Zombie actually watch the show or did he just like how the show looked? And I can feel that. Like I definitely get that. I'm just going to leave it at that right there. All right. Horror Ghoul Lily said, I dislike how they didn't get, sorry, let me restart that. I dislike how they didn't give Lily a sister, Marilyn's mom. Now she has a brother they don't talk to, end quote. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I really didn't like that character either. I, despite like the plot holes with that whole situation, I just didn't enjoy it. Like he felt like, um... I don't know he just didn't feel like a genuine character like he felt like he was just like thrown in and now this makes me wonder if they are planning to make more do you guys think they're gonna like change Eddie Munster into like a female character instead I don't know that's just a food for thought you guys will either love or hate that idea but I think it, it would be cute to have a girl version I don't know we'll see Erica Y. Castilla said the acting some characters were better than others end quote yeah, I definitely agree there. Obviously, I've I've talked about that, but across the board, I think that's very true. Fallen Halloween said, don't get mad, but I refuse to watch Rob Zombie movies, end quote. Look, that's totally fair, but to, on the other side of that, I guess to play devil's advocate, I would say that this movie is extremely different from any of other Rob Zombie's work. So if it's that you don't like like how hardcore his stuff is, 
I would recommend checking this one out, especially for you, Bernadette, because I know how much you love spooky stuff. And this movie is filled with spooky vibes. Like there's so many details. I like the whole time I was just like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Oh, my God. That little detail is so cute. So I recommend it if you if the main reason is because you hate like how hardcore he goes. All right. Yana Loves Mitchie said the screenplay didn't tell me it fell short. End quote. Again, I think that's exactly how Master felt about it. And I I kind of shared my thoughts on that already. All right. So let's get into the good stuff. Our favorite scenes. I am really surprised nobody mentioned the ones that I loved. But hands down, my favorite scene was them arriving to Mockingbird Lane. But the part where they're thinking that that's how the neighborhood would always look on Halloween. Like I could just feel how they felt because I could imagine how I'd feel thinking I had arrived to a Halloween town like a perfect match in perfect match made in heaven. Another thing I really loved was showing um was them showing how they got spot. I thought that was really sweet, especially the part where he's in bed with Lily. I was like, that is so me and Brucey Pooh. I also loved Lily's coffin at the beginning of the movie and the way they made her entrance to the wedding. Look, I may not be a fan of her acting, but those two scenes had love written all over them you know rob was like my queen is gonna have the best damn coffin that ever existed and the best wedding entrance ever like i could just feel that like they're like i could just imagine if that were me and rudy and our movie like he would be like my ghoul is gonna get the most beautiful wedding entrance ever <laughs> but i think my most favorite scene was when she goes to ask herman out because a yes ghoul she knew what she wanted and went after it you never see scenes where a girl asks the guy out and b herman's reaction was so cute i loved how he hearted the date and was such a goofball pretending he wasn't interested and then Flopsker said, not really a specific scene, but I liked when they cut and the actors had effects in the back. Like when they when Lily saw Herman, there were hearts behind her End quote. Yes, this was one of my favorite things about the film as well. And I talked to Rudy and he did love this part about it, too. I feel like that really brought home the like. I don't know how to explain it. It just really sold it as like a movie that was actually made in that time, if that makes sense. And I think I was really surprised about the execution of the movie because I didn't like how like homemade the trailer felt. So it felt much better in the film than when it than how it translated into a trailer, in my opinion. Ghoul with the Curl said, I enjoyed the dating scene with Count Orlock. Even Lily had horrible dates until she found the right one, end quote. I think this is one of my favorite lines to ever come from a co-host, honestly. So snaps for you, Ghoulster. I don't know what to say other than like, it's so true. Like, I love that she connected the thought like, man, even Lily Munster had terrible dates. Uh, and I actually just personally love that Count Orlock looked like um, Nosferatu. So that was pretty cool. Horrible Lily said, buying 1313 Mockingbird Lane, end quote. So, oh, excuse me, guys, it's getting late. <laughs> uh, and yes, I love that part, too. Like I said, I just really love them arriving specifically. I thought that that was a really cute scene. And before we give our final ratings, I wanted to talk a bit how talk a bit about how we could have cast the characters differently. I know I mentioned I didn't like Sherry as Lily. So who would I pick? A lot of you know I love Katy Perry and I actually think she would have been absolutely perfect for this role. I have a poster of Lily with her hands like framing her face and she's giving this like alluring look. If you've seen it, you know which one I'm talking about. Just Google like 
Lily Munster poster and you'll see it. And I always look at it and I think, gosh, Katie would make such a great Lily. Like she looks exactly like her in that specific pose, like with the dark eye, the dark hair and the big eyes. And especially because Katie is playful and campy too, I feel like she would have really embodied Lily. I think maybe now that I'm talking through this, I feel like Sherry wasn't playful. She was so busy like overacting the campiness that she wasn't actually playful or flirty in my opinion. And of course, Katie would have killed that Cher moment, just saying. But enough about that. I'll stop beating a dead horse about Sherry's acting. Wildrose01 said, I would have loved to see Sid Haig play grandpa, end quote. And I could totally see why you saw that, why you like could see that. And I think that that would have actually been a pretty good idea. But again, a lot of people thought that Grandpa's character was done really well. Horrible Lily said this was a prequel. They should have gotten younger actors for Herman and Lily, end quote. Guys, when I read that comment, I was like, well, no freaking S word. I don't know if that's censored or not. Sorry. But yeah. That makes so much sense. I'm over here talking about how like I love the prequel and they would obviously be different from when they were older. But yeah, I think the only reason they didn't go younger is because Rob obviously wanted Sherry in that role. But it would have been really cool to see like a much younger version of them. All right. So it's finally time for it's freaking bats. So on a scale of one to five bats, how many bats did Ghoulsters give Rob Zombies the Munsters? Oh no, is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. Ghoulsters gave this film 2.5 bats. This is the lowest rating I have ever seen from Ghoulsters on anything. And it's wild because you guys were straight across on opposite ends of the spectrum either absolutely hated it or loved it as for me I actually would give it a 2.5 as well but I think of this one more as like I gave it a star for awesome colors sets and spooky vibes and another for prequel storyline and 0.5 for the moments it made me laugh. So that being said, even though it's not the best movie ever, I still think it's very enjoyable for spooky ghouls who will soak up any spooky vibes they can find. I'm looking forward to playing it in those times when I want something spooky and fun on, but don't have to pay too much attention to. Um, but I also will be watching it at least once or twice, um, like sitting down actively because I want to see if I can connect like the plot holes that I missed the first time around watching it Um in a hurry for this uh, review and I also want to see like what other cute things I find in the background because I just know there's going to be like so many cool little like not easter eggs but just like Halloween spooky accents that are just really cool to see in movies honestly because we don't ever really get that. All right I guess it's the moment I have been waiting for if you're not binging with us then you can't sit with us because it's time for Bloody Binge Worthy. <laughs> If you are joining us for the first time, this segment is at the end of the show so that those who decide to binge Spooky TV with me can hear me fangirl over the latest episodes we watched. You can always find what episodes are coming up in the show notes. This week's, this week's, this week, it did feel like two weeks, honestly. It's been a long week. Anyway, this week we binged The Vampire Diaries season, season three, episodes nine through twelve. And for this week, I'm going to try out skipping the summaries. And if anyone misses them or is like, um, I rely heavily on those, 
I mean this from the bottom of my heart because if you don't, I will not include them anymore. Send me a DM or put it on the podcast channel on Discord. I just need to know if it's actually actually necessary for anyone. And if not, that's one less thing we got to do for these shows. All right. So I don't know what to do without those summaries, though. I usually use them as like a segue into my reactions, but let's get right into it. Okay. So Klaus's party actually seem kind of fun. I am not a fan of Papa Original, to be honest. It sucks that Stefan intercepted Damon for his own good, but at least he got freed from it. Stefan's revenge of stealing the Original's caskets was pretty clever, though. I don't usually think of Stefan as the clever one, to be honest, but also Homeboy needs to let someone help him because he's not the best at this whole work alone at being deceiving thing like Damon is. And oh my God, guys, did you know I'm a Gilbert and Jeremy was actually coming to live with me and Rudy in Denver? <laughs> okay, I kid, I kid. Okay, and we finally got our first real Damon and Elena kiss. Damon has all the good lines this season when he was like, if I'm going to feel guilty about something, I'm going to feel guilty about this. And boom, to be honest, I was kind of surprised um, that Stefan punched him. Like, I get it, but also he knew that was coming. So... I don't know. Not to mention the whole scaring Elena on the bridge thing was a surefire way to make sure she gets mad at him. Let's see. Oh, I also really loved the birthday funeral concept. I feel like that would be so helpful and therapeutic for a lot of reasons. I think that might be one of my favorite things in like the entire show so far, honestly. And my final note is I love that Tyler sought help from Caroline's dad. Like it's just such a bold, brave move on his part I don't like the dad but also I like that he's willing to try helping his daughter but I don't know if he's sending Tyler to keep transitioning and Klaus is charming Caroline I'm very concerned guys especially because I'm so team Tyler oh all right dang it this darn show has got me hooked <laughs> okay that is it for this week Goolsters just a reminder you can always check your Goolster homework for the week in the show notes to find out which episodes we'll be binging for next week's episode and if you're wondering how you could be one of my lovely co-hosts like I mentioned in today's episode you can follow the show on Instagram at not another spooky podcast to participate in polls and questions for upcoming episodes I hope you guys have a magical weekend watching Hocus Pocus 2 eat lots of spellbook brownies and until next time I'm sending you ghouls and kisses. Bye!